I am the first Noel at the first Noel on Instagram, spelled with a U in first, not I. And you're watching World Music Views. Okay. The first Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Love your name, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool name. You you first started writing for the Billboard magazine, right? No, um, my writing history goes way back to actually Russell Simmons, globalgrind.com. All right, let's pause there. I'm going to welcome you to World Music Views for the first time. Noel, <laughs> a writer, director, host, filmmaker, mm -hmm. all and that. all of that, all of that, all of that. All of that. <laughs> And Noel has a new film out right now. We're going to talk about a film, but before we get into the film, we're just going to talk about who you are and how you got your current job. Tell me, who are you? Oh, okay. And how you got your current job? <laughs> um, so yeah, I am Noel Simon Walker, and I am a host, a writer, director, producer. Um and I mean it kind of just happened organically. I always knew I wanted to actually well work in magazines was you know my thing and but once you're in magazines everything kind of expands because then you're asked to host panels and you're doing video segments and then it just becomes a thing and so then you just naturally expand as well so naturally I started um writing and entertainment um for globalgrind.com Russell Simmons and then from there I went to Zach Posen, which was a designer in um, New York City, great designer. Then I went to Elle Magazine in the fashion department, then Marie Claire Magazine in beauty, then InStyle Magazine, then Brides Magazine at Condé Nast. And, you know, it just kept going. And then I started freelancing. Um, I've pretty much worked with almost every uh, magazine or digital outlet out there from the names, like you said, like. Um, I've written for Billboard before. I write for the Grammys, The Fader. I've written for Essence, Ebony, Yahoo Lifestyle, um, Marie Claire, just, just a bunch in beauty, fashion, travel, and music. And particularly in music, I focus on dance hall and reggae. Um, that's just where my passion lies currently right now. That has a lot to do with just my relationship with Jamaica and how much time I spend there. I think naturally working in entertainment from my first, you know, internship and job with Russell Simmons. It was fun and it was cool, but I always wanted to be in fashion. So when I got the, when the opportunity starts to come around, like, wait, I have these resources, I have these contacts at magazines and I can write music stuff at, as well. That happened around the time when I was spending a lot of time in Jamaica. I mean, like months at a time and I had access to the artists and I was loving their new music. And for me, it was just like, if if people where I'm from, America, Jersey, New York area, if they can just hear this music, maybe from my perspective, um, maybe not from a Caribbean perspective, but from an American perspective and how it relates, you know, maybe I can write it in that way. Maybe, you know, it can expand more and more people could see it. So that's just been my niche and that's been my pocket. And that's where I stand. Where did you study? Did you go to school for this or you just have a natural talent? I did go to school for this. I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. Um, I always knew I wanted to work in magazines. By the time I was a sophomore in high school, I made the decision that that was the school I was going to go to because I did all my research. And that was the best school um, in fashion that had um, 
the highest percentage rate of people getting jobs at top magazines and becoming directors and everything. It was FIT. Um, and so by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to that school and I'm going to go to magazines and I'm going to work at Hearst magazine and L magazine and all of these magazines. And I'm going to do that. And I mean, while I'm still in that, um, the music thing kind of threw a curveball at me and the Jamaica love kind of threw a curveball at me, you know, I was just vacationing there in 2015 with my good friend who is a stylist. Um, he passed away, Dexter Pottinger, and just having access to all the creatives that he had access to and just the hospitality there. It was just kind of like, whoa, this is a lot to take in. And I, I'm I'm the media person. I'm the writer in America. So how about I just start connecting the dots? And then it just kind of has grown from there. How do you go about choosing topics for magazines as it relates to music in general, but reggae dancehall? It's whatever speaks to me. I only write about and um, do films or anything like that about whatever's passion, whatever I'm passionate about. I can't fake it. Um, I'm just not in a space to do that. I've been working in this industry for a while now, so I really only work on passion projects. So it could be a song or an artist that I really like and I believe in. And if, you know, I want to go after that and, you know, have my audience tune into that, then that's what I do. And that's what I pitch as well as, um, you know, now it pertains to short films and things like that. It's whatever speaks to me. Um, yeah. And whatever I'm passionate about. So this particularly with reggae and black history, month. I just, it just wasn't clicking like how people don't understand that it's the same month. And it was just like, wait, like I, I have to do this. I have to take this on and help expand this topic because this is something that I want and need people to know. So one of my things with the reggae Black History Month thing is, is two things. Yeah. One, do you think by calling Black History Month reggae month that kind of lessens the value of, of consciousness, of being aware of, of the people who fought, the people who died, the history, the contributions of Black people, not just in Jamaica, but all over the world, and just turn it into a series of concerts and, and events versus uh, a reflection, uh, uh, a putting together and seeing where we should go forward. What do you think is the 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 value of a reggae month versus Black History Month and the two of them being in the same month? Um, so I don't necessarily really call reggae month like Black History Month. Um, that might have been maybe like my first pitch to just let whatever editor or producer or director just to get their attention. But that's not the name of the video. And that's not how it's coming across. Um, it's really just coming across as the connection between the two. And no, not, not for you. Not for your video. I mean, that that's what's happening on the ground in Jamaica. Like Black oh. History was not celebrated as much as Reggae Month this year, last year, for the last couple of years. They've basically replaced Re Black History Month with Reggae Month in Jamaica. Growing up, we would learn about Martin Luther. We learn about a bunch of people. They don't even learn that in schools anymore. They just learn about reggae and they do concerts to celebrate the month. There's okay, no okay. Black History Month acknowledgement through the authorities that be. So I'm asking your opinion, and what do you think about that replacement from Black History Month to Reggae Month? Well, I can't, I can't really speak to what Jamaica wants to do. If Jamaica feels obligated to, you know, 
teach their own what's happened, what has happened in their country and something that they birthed and created. I think they have every right to do so. Um, there's a lot to learn on both ends of the spectrum. Um, I actually think it is pretty progressive to not entirely replace. I would never say that because as a whole in the black diaspora, I think it's important for us to know just things generally, um, things that happen in America that, you know, affected the world, things that happened in Jamaica that affected the world. But I do think it is actually pretty progressive to really celebrate your own and how important it is and um, the effect that it has had on the world just globally. So, you know, doing that with Reggae Month and really just upping the celebration in the country, I think that's a good thing. What do you think? Tell me about your your film and your video and what you're trying to achieve from that from this video. Um, so yes, I did a video for the griot that I wrote, hosted, directed, and produced. Love the griot, by the way. I love the owner, Brian Allen. He's a he's a, an inspiration of mine. Yes. Yes, they do great work over there. And um the the short film is just basically getting people to recognize reggae month as um, just like Black History Month and really understand the history of it and why these two holidays are celebrated during February. I personally don't think it's a coincidence. Um, basically, Black History Month was chosen for the month of February because of Emancipator um, Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. And Reggae Month was chosen to be celebrated in fe uh, February because of Bob Marley. All of those people right there, you know, global activists, they really helped change the world. And... I don't think that's a coincidence. And so I think it needs to just, there's some light that needs to be shed on it, what reggae actually is and how it was formed initially, you know, through the Garveyism movement and well, as a result of the Garveyism movement and the Rastafari movement. And, you know, that completely stood for Pan-Africanism globally. That completely stood for the connection um, for the Black diaspora to connect in Jamaica, in America, in Africa, in the UK, everywhere. So that being the foundation that it stood on, that's very much related to Black history. And so that's the message I'm trying to get across, that this music, this genre, this cultural music genre is completely Black history in itself. If we have any form of music that represents Black history, it would be Reggae. Reggae is Black protest music. Reggae is unity music. Reggae is love music. I know when people hear it, you know, they get in the groove, they love it. But do you really know the history? Are you re really listening to the words and the stories that are being told through this music form? That's Black history right there. Reggae has spoke to not only what has happened in Jamaica, but it has spoke to what has happened in Vietnam, in America, in the Gulf War, in apartheid in South Africa, everywhere. That's reggae music, you know, so let's celebrate it as our own. That's my point. That that's that's so true. But reggae has a selling problem, meaning it, it's it's one of the most listened to genres in the world, but it's one of the least selling genres in the world. How do you suggest, from a writer's standpoint, you're seeing the seismic perspective of of reggae with the artists that you talk to? You're also seeing other artists and how they market and promote. How do you suggest reggae artists? become bigger stars, market and promote their songs and and like a burner boy or whoever. I think that I think that reggae and the artists are doing a good job. I think it takes 
it takes a bigger nation and just, you know, extending that olive branch in the hand. Um, a lot of the times America has had a lot of top 100 songs that have, you know, been influenced or inspired by reggae songs, whether it be the beat or the music or the lyrics or whatever. And I just think that just awareness first has to go into it. Like Jamaica is a third world country. Um, it's a, it's a small, small island, especially compared to, um, America and the USA. And if you're going to use this artist's work or their beat or anything, please, please, please do your best to not only reach out to the art, um, to the artist, just extend your platform, whether that means including them on the song or including them on your tour or bringing them over here and just, you know, sharing your audience with them. I think that is a really important step that needs to be made and a conscious step that needs that people need to be aware of. So like, you know, writing and doing these type of things in short films, I'm hoping that this will bring awareness to everyone so they can just be aware of making moves like this. You're mute. Give me your top five reggae acts hmm. of all time. Of all time? Oof. Uh, well, Bob Marley. I love Berez. Um, I love Chronics. Beres, Beres Amon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Chronics. Uh, that's kind of hard. I love Chronics. I mean, I love that whole indignation what they got going on right now with Protege and Lila Ik as well. Okay, that's a nice five. That's a nice five. Nice, diverse five old and new artists. Give me your top five dancehall artists. Oh, gosh. You know, dancehall is a little tricky because, you know, every every year somebody busts in dancehall and it's nice. Like, I love the music from Valiant right now and Skang, I love. Um, before that, it was Skilly Bang. So I feel like I'm just going back every year because that's how dancehall comes at me. So Skang, Valiant, um... I said Skilly Bang, TJ, Shinsia, love all of them. Wow, wow, wow. And my last question to you is, what do you expect to achieve and where will people be able to watch this video? What do I expect to achieve? Um, I, I didn't put an expectation on what I'm doing because it comes from a genuine place and it's a passionate place. I do hope that, you know, this can, like I said, bring awareness to not only people in Jamaica, but, you know, artists and people here in America. So they can just really think about their decisions when they, you know, make reggae inspired or Caribbean inspired music. So like, you know, just be more conscious of reaching out to the audience, uh, the artists, I mean, and expanding their, sharing their audience with them, whether that be, through tour or what have you. And you can watch this short film on the Griot streaming app. You can also check out an article I wrote about it. The video is in there and you can have access to watching the full video if you don't have the Griot streaming app. What's the budget was what was the budget like to create this video? And did Ooh. the Griot, did the Griot pay for it? The Griot paid for everything. So you might want to talk to the Griot about budget. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is where our music views and we talk numbers. So, so we try to put everything in context of numbers. Because um, I, I want to see what the, the value is for content like this 
for a publication like Grey or the Billboard, etc. Because the Billboard doesn't do a lot of videos like this. They do like news videos with Tetris Kelly, but they mm -hmm. don't do a lot of long form videos like this. And I, I'm really inspired. To be, honest, to be honest with you, I think that has a lot to do with who has the courage to pitch and who they trust in that that's I think that's where I come in because I have this relationship with a lot of media companies and I've always had it um there's a trust already there you know my good network and um I'm also still a writer and I, I actually pitch these things so this is my entire idea this is my entire pitch and when you have people at a company who believe in you then you can get it done you can you can get anything done, anything that you want to. So I'm not sure. I don't think there's that many of us in the reggae writing world who work in media. There's not that many of us like you can you know who's who, like who writes what, who to go to for what, who to contact for who to contact for what kind of media you want. So between, you know, our little bubble, it's whatever they have time for, whatever they're passionate about and whatever they're actually pitching. Um, for me, you know, I, I had a great relationship with the Grio. This is what I pitched, but this isn't the only thing that's coming. There's a lot more and a lot more film, a lot more video series and all that for a lot of different networks. So just, you know, be ready, be prepared. Very proud of you, Noel. I'll reach out to you when I touch down, hopefully next month for Carnival. Yeah, come through. I have, I have a lot of, I love what you're doing. We're actually doing the same things. You should definitely connect when you come, or come to New York. Just send me your contacts and we'll link up, all right? Absolutely.